Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Michelle's Sanctuary. This is podcast number three. And we're going to be focusing on anxiety management in this episode. So I actually want to begin with a Wayne Dyer quote. I don't know if any of you have read Wayne Dyer, but one of the most significant moments in my life where there was a big shift and I managed to manifest many things in that year was back in 2013, where I went to see him speak and had a weekend at the Ignite conference in New York and... I was at a crossroads at that time, and it was really effective. Um, If you have not read him, definitely maybe look into some of his books. Uh, Manifest Your Destiny is a good place to start. Uh, But in addition to focusing on manifesting things, he also focused on overall wellness and mental health. And one of the quotes that I'm going to kind of tailor this conversation around is as follows. You can't always control what goes on outside, but you can always control what goes on inside. Now, I think that's pretty applicable to any of you you, and myself also. If you've been dealing with anxiety in our hyper-stimulated world these days, I just want to talk a little bit about my histories with anxiety I didn't know I had anxiety. Let's start there. Um, I was always a high-strung overachiever as a kid and had asthma at some point around when I was eight that appeared, and it was always anxiety targeted, but nobody had the conversation back then of you have anxiety. And so anxiety for me was always manifesting in a medical way. Uh, In my 20s, I started to have it, and I assumed it was just coming from an emotional response, but it turns out at the time I also had a slightly overactive thyroid. I had taken part in the study and the doctor called and said, I have your results. Just want to let you know Uh, your thyroid levels are a little off. And I said, well, what are the symptoms? And he said, well, they're not really that significant. You'll probably just go crazy on the train or have moments of freaking out, but just monitor those levels. There's nothing, you know, that I'd suggest medicating for. It was always just a little overactive, just enough to make me feel edgy. So so the way I dealt with this was researching ways with my diet that I could work on that. And also something I'll get into more is calming down the anxiety. Once I had an awareness that my body was going to do this sometimes and I was going to have a faster heart rate and feel like I was going to pass out. That the moment I would say, oh, wait, my thyroid might just be a little off today or I might be a little bit more stressed and that's playing into it or what happened or maybe I didn't get enough sleep last night or maybe the energy in this room is affecting me, which brings it back to that Wayne Dyer quote. 
I recently went to Aruba, and one of the reasons I went is because I deserve a vacation. We all deserve vacations. And I had not gone on one in a while, but I started getting severe neck pain and was under a lot of stress. And I just decided I have three nights that I can go and I have reward points. Um, That's another hobby of mine is hoarding points thanks to credit card companies. So I just took off and I went. It took two days in Aruba, though, for me to calm what was in. So even in a situation where I controlled my outside environment, I put myself in the lap of beauty, you know, watching the sunset every evening, being in the most beautiful water with the softest, whitest sand I've ever seen on a beach. Even in that environment, my anxiety was coming with me because it was on the inside and I was not at least initially able to control that. Thankfully, after day two and meditation and yoga and swimming in the ocean and eating well, I felt the reset. I felt the shift. So that's the overarching experience. If you have a generalized anxiety and level of stress that you just carry through every day, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some work um, because that becomes your body's new normal. But the other situation that I find that this quote is more applicable to is trigger moments. So while I had these issues in my 20s, I never I never had panic attacks and I never had anything that was too significant. I would just feel, you know, kind of dizzy, kind of overwhelmed. My heart would race and I thought I need to get out of this. It would happen a lot at high profile events or if I was on a set And there were bright lights and a lot of attention put on me for hours at a time. And I was just standing in place. I would start to get anxious. But what I noticed is in those moments that would trigger, eventually that feeling would subside. Maybe it would be an hour of total hell on earth. One of the jobs I used to do quite often was... um, basically like a double stand-in for this famous model at the time. And I would be required to do all of the lighting setups. And so I'd show up to a really dark studio at maybe five or six in the morning, eat breakfast, and then instantly just stand in place as a group of like 50 to 100 men would work around me and assess where the lights go. And I was basically just standing there like a tree or a prop with all of these eyes staring at me, but not like they were interacting with a person, just like I was a piece of the set. Um, And these lights used to be so intense and they would do these bizarre camera moves that they never ever used on the actual model. They would rent these, this spinning camera that would fly from the other side of the studio, like at least a few hundred feet straight down to land within about, I don't know, two inches of my eye. And they, you know, they relied on math and they relied on the functionality of this expensive equipment. But it doesn't mean that lying there under these bright lights that feel like you've basically died and crossed onto the other side while this large piece of equipment is speeding, spinning, and making these noises coming at my eye. Those moments, I don't want to say I have PTSD, but I definitely have this level of fear if I am around cranes and construction and severely bright lights. Um, 
So what's interesting and what I've been reading a lot about anxiety is what happens is you have these imprints. So maybe hundreds of years ago, that imprint would be necessary for survival. Our body registering danger or a perceived danger would create that increased heart rate, would allow you to basically empty your bowels and do whatever you needed to do to run as fast as possible to someplace safe. Now, our perceived threats aren't necessarily life or death, but it does not mean our body processes it any differently. So lights for one, big issue for me. And I don't know if you've noticed the past few years, it's become really cheap to effectively light things with these energy efficient light bulbs. And one of the things that recently changed in the city are the subways. They have not upgraded the tracks, the trains don't run on time. Most of our subway stations in New York are still not uh, handicap accessible, which is a shame because this is a place that would be ideal for somebody in a wheelchair when I think of, you know, family and friends that are in these situations because you can get around, you can be independent. No, we're spending our money um, on lights. So that lovely green fluorescent tinted hue that we would get from a subway train is now being replaced with these brilliant white lights that to me are like being on a movie set. It's like the MTA wants everyone to be taking beauty selfies on the train now. And after finishing a shift uh, 11 o'clock at night, when I get on the train, the last thing I want is to be doused in this light because it's it gives me this horrible feeling. So one of those feelings is anxiety, but heart racing, sensitivity to light, all of that coming out of those moments when I really want to be winding down. I'm sure they've done studies saying that having brighter lights might effectively, you know, decrease crime, but that's something that I find as a trigger. That's a past experience that I've had dealing in situations that were very stressful that now manifest themselves into my regular life, my routine life that I just have to deal with. Now, how to deal with that? Well, one, I think it's good if you know what your triggers are. Mine are pretty, pretty blatant. One, the light. Um, I also have sensitivity to crosswalks thanks to issues with vertigo and uh, sinus issues. All of that compounding to a sensitivity of light that freaks me out. So I, my way of dealing with that is to come up with a song. That was the first thing I did about crossing the street, and it's really ridiculous. So that's one fun way you can handle it. Another thing is counting. And I don't know if any of you have tried this, but counting is really good when you're in a moment and the outside is chaotic and you are trying to center your inside. Breath is good, but there are times where I think if you're really stressed out and you try and breathe deeply, you become more aware of your heartbeat. This is an individual thing, obviously, and I strongly recommend relaxed breathing when you're meditating before you're going to sleep. But if you have an issue just counting how many breaths you can get, how many steps you're walking... And centering yourself. Another thing, if you're dealing with outside triggers, as we deal with so many other energies in a day. So if you're somebody 
who may be in a public setting, if you're surrounded by people that can stress you out, interactions, whatever it is. Another thing that I used to do is imagine that there is a globe around you. And this is effective too in your daily life if you're dealing with any kind of negative energy. So in customer service relations, um, if you're at a store and someone's rude to you or family members or just in your interpersonal relationships if somebody's off and negative to envision that you are surrounded by a globe as if you're inside of a snow globe or it can be something that's more resilient and bounces say a bubble and just imagining that clear protective layer around you can help I find that is often a good way to step back so that you are observing the moment instead of living in it with this level of anxiety. So the globe counting. Another thing to me, I know, well, first accepting that you're having a panic attack or that you're feeling anxiety also, because if you don't address that, especially in this lovely world we live in where you can just go to Google and suddenly decide that you're dying of cancer or you have a stro- you're having a stroke or something incredibly fatal, <laughs> one of the ways I would say, you know, to shut that down is just acknowledging that it's anxiety. And obviously, if there's something preventing other signs, and it could be something else, see a doctor. I'm not saying to replace that. But if you are someone who's dealing with anxiety and have triggers or have generalized anxiety, it's one way to help instead of fight it. Because I find it's a lot more difficult if you start getting into the mind frame of this should not be happening. Why is this happening? Like I said, lights, especially these ridiculously bright lights that are brighter than sunlight, and especially if they're flickering and flashing, just drive me crazy. Um, And I just get so mad, especially if I'm at a store or the train stalled. And I'm just like, why do I have to be under these lights? That conversation never ends well. That never takes me out of anxiety. What takes me out is either counting, accepting that's just what it is, um, detaching from it, having that globe of protection, so imagining that. Also, going to a place that I know is calm, going to a place that offers respite. So something, when I was in Aruba, I was trying to replicate the experience of is living in Hawaii when when I was 19, I moved to Hawaii. And one of the beauties of Oahu is the bus transportation system it's like a dollar at the time and you get on the bus goes all around the island and I would just choose places to get off and I love this the most that I could just for a dollar see anywhere on this island and find an oasis and just be alone back then um we didn't have mp3 players I was relying on my discman which which meant I had to commit to a few cds that I would take and also my batteries would die all the time in that hot sun But anyway, this is my go-to when I need that place of relaxation, when I need a mental image that will calm me down. I think of getting on this bus and just getting off to this beautiful cove that I have to myself, listening to music and laying in the sun and swimming in that cove by myself and just feeling 
so connected to all of the beauty around. So those are some ways that you can handle it. But there's something also to note, and I like to emphasize, getting your heart rate up, either walking, if you can walk, swimming, walking upstairs, uh, yoga, What happens if you are having anxiety attacks is that imprint of your blood pressure going up, your heart rate going up. So what happens is, and this has happened to me in times, especially say I'm running to catch a train and my heart rate goes up and I've already had issues before in that environment of anxiety, my body starts to think every time I have a raised heart rate, and I'm, say, in a subway at rush hour, that I'm going to go down that track of having a panic attack, even though I'm not, even though it's not coming from anxiety. It's just coming from running upstairs and, you know, getting my heart rate up from cardio activity. So what I would advise is if you can, in a healthy way, get your heart rate up regularly in situations that are positive in ways that reinforce that you are okay with a raised heart rate. It's okay, you know, if you're at 130 beats per per minute, 140 beats. Um, I do definitely love, I got a Fitbit. I'm old school. I didn't go for the Apple Watch, but they have a really great sleep tracking program in their app, which is what I wanted to monitor since I create sleep meditations, just to see efficacy over time. It also tracks heart rate, and it's always... It's always nice to have some kind of gauge of where your heart rate is at and throughout the day. Um, But if you create situations through exercise, through activity where your heart rate's up and it's a positive experience that leaves you feeling good and you get that relaxed feeling afterwards, it'll carry through in your day. And that's something where, you know, you're controlling the internal barometer. And it's a lot easier to control that inner gauge when you are able to protect yourself from all the other things that are happening on the outside because that is just piling on top, you know, demands from other people, work, family, strangers in line at the CVS, whatever it is, those are things that will further stress you out unless you can create that globe around you and just visualize that you're okay. You're walking around in a cocoon and and once you get past that feeling of anxiety, yeah, sure, you can interact. And But sometimes it is too much. You have to put that barrier between you and the energy of other people, the energy of crazy bright lights trying to blind you, the cacophony of sirens and construction that I live with on a daily basis. All those things are affecting us. All of those are vibrations that are coming at us as we try and maintain basic homeostasis. So look within to what you can control in that moment. You can control your breath. You can try and bring your heart rate down. You can accept what is happening to you in that moment. It's okay. It's a moment. It passes. It may be unbearable, in your mind for that time that it's going on, but it will pass. And creating that lovely globe around you, counting and getting to a place where you can just 
visualize you're somewhere else. If you're in a situation where, you know, you're waiting in a line or a moment where you don't need to have full attention on something to let your mind drift, whether it's to a cove on Oahu with beautiful white cresting, translucent aquamarine waves, or even if it's just in the solitude of your own bedroom, a place where you feel safe, go there. So with that, thank you for listening. And I'm going to be obviously covering anxiety more in the future because I think it's one of the main reasons people end up at Michelle Sanctuary on YouTube because anxiety is really not our best friend when it comes to sleep. It's one of those things that self-perpetuates and keeps going. And if there are things you are completely avoiding because of anxiety, know that you are feeding the beast. And as hard as it may seem to put yourself back into situations or locations where anxiety happens, one, obviously, consult a therapist or doctor. Just understanding that if you avoid something based on your own fears and anxiety, you are telling your brain, you are telling your body that that is dangerous. It is a dangerous zone for you. What needs to happen is a relationship with that space, with that experience where you acknowledge that it's safe and your body is reacting in a way that is fearful and it doesn't have to and it may take time, but it's something you can work on. Even if you have to make a ridiculous song about crossing the street because you have vertigo and it seems like the white bright stripes of the crosswalk are coming out and attacking you. That's what I get for taking all those long haul flights and forgetting to take Sudafed. Do not neglect your inner ear if you want to stay balanced. Um, so with that, thank you for listening. And there will be a follow-up meditation to address anxiety. Again, podcast number three. Thanks for listening. Take a little time today to dream away. You've been told by your child.